Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Hello, Grinders, and welcome back to the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here to break down today's slate for you guys. We have a nice 10-game slate on tap, but before we do, it's that time again, the familiar crossroads between choosing between hockey or basketball. You can't choose. They're both on. While they're both on, what do you do? Uh, Relax. We have a solution for you. Buffalo Wild Wings. Rather than fill your living room with TVs, come into B-dubs. We've got hockey and we've got basketball on, each playing on a ton of different screens so that you don't have to choose which one to watch. And to complete the trifecta, we can ensure you that you have access to all the sports foods you crave from our selections of America's favorite wings and our 21 signature sauces and seasonings to shareable favorites like cheddar cheese curds and fried pickles. You'll have everything you've ever wanted. But wait. We also have a variety of beers to quench your thirst as well. All the basketball, all the hockey, all the food, and all the beer you want. Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings Beer Sports. All right, guys, uh, let's talk about this slate a little bit. It's uh, definitely one that you guys are going to be excited about, right? A nice Friday 10-game slate. Uh, So, yeah, let's dive right in. A lot of nice totals, and uh, I'm excited to talk about it. First game we have, uh, and again, we've reached the uh, March NBA where, you know, things start to get a little crazy. Uh, April's when it really gets nuts, but, uh, you know, March, we're going to start having some crazy stuff happen. But first game on tap, don't think too much crazy stuff will go on. We got the Detroit Pistons and the Orlando Magic. This is a 214.5 team total. Uh, first side we'll talk about is the Pistons. And, uh, man, uh, so if, if you ever listen to most people's uh, content, but mine specifically, Magic are one of my teams that I love to target. Uh, they're kind of like Coors Field in DFS, just a team that you can eat alive, a team that just gets destroyed defensively. So yeah, I, I want to get uh, some of these Pistons here. I think it makes a ton of sense. Uh, my favorite target is probably paying up for Andre Drummond. I don't know if he's my favorite on the slate, but he's one of them. I mean, it's just that price tag on fantasy draft is 17.5K is really nice. Uh, it's just, it's really tough to pass up on him against the Magic. We know how bad the Magic are at, at, you know, rebounding and against centers. I mean, this is just a really great spot for a guy like Andre Drummond. Also think that Blake Griffin could have a pretty nice upside game. Only problem with him is like, he's been kind of inconsistent for my liking in cash games. So I'll probably stay away from him in cash. Drummond, I think you can play in cash and tournaments. Going to be a play that I, I get a lot of exposure to today. I think Blake Griffin is more of a tournament play. Uh, he obviously has the upside to have these big games, and this is the type of spot where it could happen. Uh, so, But I think uh, cash games is a little tougher for me to swallow. Maybe on a site like Fandle where you're forced to play two power forwards and we never really like the powered forward position. But uh, yeah, it's, I'm kind of going to keep it simple with Drummond here. Uh, if if I have to run it back with anyone else on the Pistons, like I guess I'd throw like Ish Smith in there and correlate him up with Andre Drummond. Besides doing that, I really don't want to like mess around with the Reggie Bullocks and the James Ennises. All these guys, I mean, they do have some big games here and there, but I just don't know. I know it's the Magic, and I know they're terrible, but a 10-game slate, I just don't think we need to really like play these type of value plays. So, uh, again, Andre Drummond, uh, probably my favorite play in this game so far. Or on the Magic side of the ball, 
I don't hate Vucevic for his price. Not, you know, not my favorite guy to play in the world. I mean, 13.8K is a really nice price tag. Uh, the minutes have been decent. Uh, we're at 24 minutes to start, and then he went 29, 32, 29. Uh, if I'm here that the minutes are definitely going to be like back to full, where maybe he's getting like that mid-30s, uh, maybe I can just get more on Vucevic. I mean, this is a decent spot against Drummond, but uh, I don't know. I don't think I want to jump on Vucevic yet. I'm still kind of waiting. I know the price is going down, though, which is nice. Like, on fantasy draft, 13.4k or 13.8k is a really nice tag. So, if you force me to pick a Magic guy, he's probably the guy I pick. But uh, yeah, it's I don't I don't think I need to play any Magic today. Just a pace down game for them against the Pistons. Uh, I just don't think any of these Magic guys are going to be in play for me. Uh, don't need to play Fournier or Aaron Gordon. Uh, I'm not really the biggest Aaron Gordon fan, so uh, I'll pass on him. Just too expensive for my liking. All these guys, I just don't think it's necessary. It's just uh, I'll keep it simple with this game and Andre Drummond in uh, cash in tournaments and then Blake in tournaments and maybe mix in some Ish Smith as like a correlation with Drummond, but that's about it. Let's go on to the next team. Charlotte Hornets, uh, Philadelphia 76ers, 215 team total. This is the uh, this is the Sixers are on the second night of a back-to-back, so, uh, you know, we have to obviously watch for that. I'm sure Embiid plays, but we know that's something to look for at all times with Embiid and just have to kind of monitor that and make sure everything's good. On the Charlotte side, uh, you know, we had Michael K. Gilchrist. He sat out the other day. Uh, that made Jeremy Lamb a really good play. And uh, he, you know, he kind of struggled a little bit. Uh, Kid Gilchrist for this game, he's listed as questionable. If he doesn't play, I think it's a great spot to go back on Jeremy Lamb. I think I am going to go back on Jeremy Lamb in cash. Uh, it depends. There could be better plays, right? Uh, better value. But I think he's still going to be like in the consideration for me, even if, uh, you know, even if he plays, I'm not going to overreact from the one game where, you know, he didn't have the greatest game. I get it. It was a little frustrating, but I still think he's someone that we can consider. So uh, I'm just not going to give up completely on him. So, yeah, I think if Kid Gilker sits, he could be an interesting play. I think Nick Batum a little pricey for my liking around the industry. I don't think I need to go that way. Kemba Walker's price has come down. I think that makes him a pretty interesting tournament play. Same with Dwight Howard. Price is down now a little bit. I don't love his matchup a ton, but, uh, yeah, I, I think there's upside still there at that price. But uh, Kemba's price I like, and I'd probably rather side with him if I had to pick. Uh, yeah, other than that, uh, I mean, I don't want to get too much exposure to the Charlotte side. Not one of my favorite games. Uh, let's talk about the Sixers real quick. Uh, and, and it's tough. I don't see myself paying for Embiid against Howard. Just not the easiest matchup. And then Simmons, I don't really like playing him that much anyways. This doesn't seem like the right spot for them. And all these other, like, uh, mid-tier guys, right? The J.J. Reddicks, the Covingtons, and the, uh, Sarichs. I just don't think this is going to fit like just my build today just it's not gonna work uh it's one of those games where sh i wouldn't mind getting exposure to it here and there but uh just things aren't fitting right and i don't think i like the price tags that much on a lot of these guys so uh probably gonna pass on the sixers and move on to the next game let's go to the next one it's the golden state warriors and the atlanta hawks so 226.5 team total definitely a game that we want to get exposure to right like when you see 226.5 total you, you want to get exposure to that one problem is uh Golden State Warriors, how do we get exposure to a team that's going against a team that's tanking, one of the worst teams in the league, and on top of that, the Warriors are, you know, they have all these four different, like, studs that we never really know who to pay for. Maybe that we don't never know who to pay for, but it's kind of been harder this year to peg who's going to, you know, be in the better spot. They've been a lot cheaper this year, and they're just in a spot where the game could obviously blow out easily, and it just could get not a lot of run in the end. Uh, you know, they could lose that fourth quarter run. So... 
I'm very torn. I think I'm just not going to play Warriors, which sounds, it sounds crazy. Uh, you know, a team that has this high of a total, I mean, alone, their total is, uh, you know, 120 points. How do we not play Warriors? I just, I don't know. It's not fitting my build today. I just think they're not going to be guys I pay up for. That's kind of the problem I'm seeing right now. Uh, if you have the money for it, raw points wise, right? I don't mind getting like a Curry and a Durant. I think those guys are in great spots. Definitely don't think they, uh, you know, have Draymond Green go crazy, right? It seems like Draymond goes, uh, you know, kind of steps it up in those games where they need him to really lock down defensively and kind of uh, bring that intensity. It just doesn't seem like a game for him. Maybe it's a spot where Clay Thompson gets unleashed and we know he gets that fourth quarter run and maybe they just let him fire away all game. But again, I don't really think you need a ton of Warriors today. The Atlanta Hawks side of the ball is an interesting one, though, and one that I think uh, I want to have exposure to. Uh, this Warriors team is one that we love to target in DFS a ton uh, just because of the tempo that they play at. It's obviously good for fantasy points because of more opportunities. So the question is, who do we play on the uh, you know on the Hawks, right? I think those guys can get exposure to Kent Bazemore in a little bit of a revenge game, right? Used to play against these guys, might get up for it a little bit. Don't mind him. I think Torian Prince is a really interesting tournament play. Again, though, very inconsistent guy, mainly tournaments. Uh, I could understand if you, you know, think he's cheap enough around the industry and could do it in cash because of the, like, just the upside could be insane. But he's starting to get a little more priced up where I think you need to make him more of a tournament play. So that's kind of what I'll do. With Ilyasova gone, I think guys like John Collins, uh, I kind of like him in this game. I think he could be a really good play and just fit this game very well. Uh, you know, Dwayne Dedman, even him, if he gets enough run, he'd be fine. Even Mike Muscala for cheap. So with that front court losing Ilyasova, I think the Hawks front court is, is kind of appealing here for me. Uh, don't hate them. Dennis Schroeder, I don't mind him too. He's another guy I think that you can get exposure to. And uh, another guy is Isaiah Taylor. He's been really cheap around the industry. I'll just read you his last uh, four games, 24.7, 30, 20.7, and 22.2 fantasy points. And he had over 20 minutes in three of those four games. I don't hate going to him. Uh, I think he's an interesting cheap option. Uh, Tough for me to do in cash. Uh, I just don't think we're going to need his value, but I think he's more of like a tournament player. You know, if you're jamming in a ton of studs and he kind of fits the last spot, I, I, I don't hate it. But yeah, I think uh, Hawks side of the ball is one you're going to want to get exposure to on this slate, one that you're not going to uh, want to miss out on. Uh, and also just keep in mind there could be a little blowout risk though too. So that's one another reason to kind of maybe like Isaiah Taylor, maybe he picks up six minutes at the end of the game. And uh, another reason to obviously be slightly worried about the starters, but I think getting exposure to some Hawks in your tournaments and maybe cash games is fine. Again, it's a 10-game slate, uh, still lots of news to come out and things to happen. I don't think these Hawks are musts, but I think these are guys that should be considered in your uh, in your player pool that you're really uh, you know thinking about playing. Let's go on to the next one, though. We have the Chicago Bulls, and we have... The Dallas Mavericks, uh, Bulls are at home, 214 total here. Mavericks are two-point road favorites. Uh, I think this is definitely a game that we want to uh, look at and definitely get some exposure to. Uh, we have the Bulls. They're still sitting the regular guys, and Paul Zips are still out. Uh, you know, Robin Lopez, Justin Holiday still not playing. I believe Grant. Well, let me check here, too. I haven't checked that recent enough. Yeah, Jerry and Grant, he has not been getting run either, so don't worry about him. Uh, so it's all these just like Bulls starters here. Have to like them. Their starting lineup is uh, Levine, Chris Dunn, Nuaba, Markinen, and Felicio. We'll start from the. We'll start with the uh, forward position because this is kind of the spot to really target the Mavs, right? With the big men, I don't like Felicio. Uh, I, 
I get it. Uh, he's cheap, right? Uh, he's he's gotten a little more expensive from that like three K days when he was just like the bare minimum. He's shown some upside every once in a while, but there's clearly risk with him. This is a great matchup, though. So, man, it's it's such a good matchup. I don't hate it. Uh, maybe you do do it today. Maybe you kind of. I think you can take a shot in tournaments on it. It's just uh, if you guys don't know, I'm a cash game guy, so it's kind of hard for me to like really want to recommend these guys, uh, especially when they're just so risky. But I think in tournaments he does make sense. Uh, he's shown upside in the past, like you know, in two of the four games. So you know, he he has hit the upside. It's not like he hasn't done it. And then, uh, you know, this is the perfect matchup for it. I mean, it's Dallas. Dallas is, uh, struggles on the boards a ton. Uh, this could be the spot for him, so I don't hate that. Uh, like Laurie Markkinen, I'm a big Laurie Markkinen fan in general. I think he's a, you know, young kid, uh, has a ton of upside, and he could have massive games. He's definitely in, like, a little slump right now, so I'm slightly worried about that. It's one of the th reasons uh, I might not go to him. I just feel like he's uh, kind of battling through a slump that he just can't get out of right now, so I'm kind of waiting to see from him. I do think that Dallas could be the spot where he turns it around, so I don't hate maybe doing it in tournaments, Like, uh, but you don't need a lot of exposure. I think that if you you know want to play him, you could probably get uh, just a little bit and you'll be fine. I just don't see people playing him right now because of how bad he's been playing. So uh, yeah, I think he's an interesting tournament play, but the where we really want to target these guys is like with uh, Nuaba, Dunn, Levine, and uh, Valentine. Th those are guys that we definitely have to look at, and I think that they're uh, really strong plays uh, the, the amount of usage that like Levine and Dunn are seeing, uh, they're, they're just really great plays that you want to get exposure to. Uh, I didn't mention Bobby Cordes in the front front court, and uh, so he's kind of tough. I'll just read you his like minutes. Uh, so he played that game against Philly, 33 minutes, then he had 49.6 fantasy points. Then he had 19 minutes, 20 fantasy points. 20 minutes, 29 fantasy points. 23 minutes, 25 fantasy points. At his price tag, I get it, right? If Bobby Portis plays 30 minutes, sure, Bobby Portis will probably have a massive game. This guy's like more than a face point per minute type of player, uh, but he's just not getting the run, and that's really frustrating. Uh, the Bulls have not like unleashed this guy like we've thought for many years. And sure, he had that big game against the Sixers, but I'm not going to chase those big games. I'm just going to have to keep waiting on Bobby Portis. His price is too much. And I th I say we just keep fading. I get it. The matchup is great. If we hear that Bobby Portis is going to get a ton of run, then yeah, I would love to play Bobby Portis. But until I hear that, I'm just going to keep fading him because I, I just it's too frustrating of a situation for me. So And he's just not hitting the upside. I mean, sure, he hit it against Philly, but that's because... Uh, you know, they got in some foul trouble and then he was not playing, uh, you know, a lot of these other guys weren't playing well, like Markin had a really bad game. So it just gave Bobby Portis a real good opportunity. And again, I think a lot of these bulls are in play, but I will pass on him. It's really this backcourt, like the Duns and the Levines, those are, and, and like Nuaba and Valentine, those are the guys I've been keen on the last like four games. And then they're going to be the guys I keep keying in on now. Let's go on to the uh, Dallas side of the ball. Really didn't talk about them a ton, but uh, we got them here. And again, this is a good spot for them. A really pace up game. Have to have to want to get some exposure to some of these guys, right? Uh, whenever we see the Bulls, we're always excited. I think Dwight Powell is interesting. Uh, I think you know he's been really good. Uh, you know, past couple games. If you, last two games, thirty two minutes, thirty seven minutes. He's really starting to get that run that we want. I mean, you know, we, we wanted, like, I think feel like the DFS industry has been hoping and trying to make Dwight Powell a thing. Uh, and I think we need to make Dwight Powell a thing here. We need to just, like, keep going with him. I think he's interesting. Uh, price is a little more expensive than I like when I see the guy Dwight Powell around there. But uh, I think he's a fine play, someone that you can consider and put in your uh, list of guys that you want to, uh, you know, look at uh, coming, leading up to lock uh, like him on this slate. 
Uh, Dirk Nowitzki. I know people are not the uh, you know people are not the biggest uh, Dirk fans. Uh, I mean, he's a great player and all. The problem is the minutes, but. Uh, when he gets going, he gets, if he has the upside, he's not not a terrible play. Let's see if he plays tomorrow. That's the one thing I like to look for for Dirk is like, uh, is he on a uh, you know back to back or whatnot like front end or back end? Because if it's like an island game, I think that's always good for Dirk. So let's see, do the Mavericks play tomorrow? Uh, no, Mavericks don't play tomorrow. So again, like I like to play Dirk in these pace up games. One reason why is because uh, with him playing less minutes. Uh, he gets more opportunities uh, out there on the floor. So with the more opportunities in those minutes uh, against these fast-paced teams, this is great for Dirk. So uh, he normally plays the same amount of minutes almost every game, it seems like. And I just want him these pace-up games so I get a little more opportunities out of him. This is a good spot for me in Chicago. They don't play a ton of defense either. I like Dirk here. I think it's a, I think it's a good spot to fire away with Dirk in, uh, in some tournaments. Uh, like Harrison Barnes, I think he's safe at his price. Uh, don't hate that. Dennis Smith Jr. Him too. His price is pretty fair and solid. I know that. Um, I know that JJ Barea. He's his price tag has gone up. I'd rather play Dennis Smith at the you know similar price tags. But uh, Dennis Smith and Harrison Barnes are like kind of like just super safe plays that have some built-in upside with the way this matchup is today. And then uh, other than that, we got uh. Yeah, I think like Dwight Powell and Dirk are guys to consider. And this is a game that you're going to want to get some exposure to. Uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't look like one, you know, 214 total. But uh, Mavs and Bulls definitely, I think, is an interesting one to mix and match some of these mid, uh, mid-tier mid price guys in your lineups. The next game we have up here, we got the Toronto Raptors and the Washington Wizards. Uh, 216.5 total. This is, uh, you know, kind of playoff atmosphere type game it feels like i don't know like raptors wizards normally feels like that it seems like uh, a game that you know just battle the eastern conference teams uh, both teams i'm expecting should get up for this one uh no john wall still in this game for the wizards let's talk about the raptor side of the ball first i really think we can get some exposure to some of these guys here like kyle lowry like 7.8k on his price tag i think that's pretty good for him uh don't don't actually hate him he's a guy that i would uh a guy i would consider over on fantasy draft let me see his price is uh 14.4k between DeRozan and him DeRozan's at 13.7 i'd probably lean DeRozan i i typically just go with whichever guy is cheaper kind of buy their prices uh where they're lower so i think on fantasy draft specifically i would hit hit up uh, DeRozan he'd be the guy i would probably look to look to get my exposure to on this slate Jonas Valanciunas is, you know, he's got a nice price at 10.4k. Uh, he he was crushing before the break, and he's had, uh, you know, some some solid performances. Uh, you know, not 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 on our favorite though, like 23.1, 13.5, 18.5. Before the break though, he was absolutely smashing. Uh, this spot against Washington is an interesting spot. I, I don't think I'll go with it. Just the price is too much for me. I'll pass. Don't think I need to be going that route. Uh, I don't know. I just don't. I don't play the Raptors a lot. It's just one of those things. I rarely play these guys. Uh, I think they're fine. Uh, I think they're just a better real life basketball team than they are for fantasy points. Uh, so I think my best advice on this game is uh, DeRozan and Lowry just kind of buy their prices where they are cheap. Let's talk about the Wizards. They're without John Wall still. They've been playing some really good basketball, though. Uh, I think there's a reason to get some exposure to some of these guys. Bradley Beal, price has gone down a little bit, so don't hate that. Uh, I still think there is some upside for him. Uh, you know, price was really expensive. Now it's gone down back to where it was before. I think you can take a shot on him in tournaments. 
I probably won't do that because uh, still it just feels like I just don't feel like paying that much for Bradley Beal. But uh, he's been getting a lot of good minutes, and he had a really bad last game. I'm assuming no one goes back to him in tournaments, so I think that makes sense to go Bradley Beal on your tournament lineups. Uh, just getting a little exposure to him. I don't hate that idea. Otto Porter, he's you know he's kind of pricey, but uh, he's been really good. I think Otto Porter is a guy that we you know still want to get exposure to. I like him. Uh, I don't actually don't mind Marcin Gortat. Uh, you know he's kind of cheap. Uh, I know he hasn't been good. I, I get it, uh, but the price tag is kind of just way too cheap on him in some spots, right? Fantasy draft eight point nine k, Fanduel specifically four point one k. I know the minutes haven't been there. Uh, you know, last last game against the Warriors, 13 minutes, but we expect that, right? Against the Warriors, Marcin Gortat doesn't play like that. Uh, I think it's something that we have to, you know, actually consider. Uh, let me look up real quick uh, Marcin Gortat against Jonas Valanciunas, their uh, head-to-heads, because that could definitely tell a little story for us and maybe kind of get me more on uh, on him, uh, just because that price is really cheap on Gortat. I mean, I don't, I haven't played him a ton this year, but... When you kind of see uh, see that price tag, it pops out the uh, like 4.1k on Fanduel is really cheap, and 8.9 on Fantasy Draft is just really cheap. Okay, so they played, uh, you know, they just played this last month in February. I mean, and Gortat played 26 minutes, and then uh, what was the, then they played in the earlier this year, and he got 35 minutes. So. Oh, and then they played again earlier this year, and he got 36. I mean, it just seems like we're going to get, like, and I mean, if you look at this matchup, you know, against Valanciunas, you would assume that Gortat gets minutes, right? I just wanted to make sure and double-check. I think Gortat's a really interesting cash game and tournament play. Uh, it just, we, I feel like he's going to get minutes here, and I'm not scared of Jonas Valanciunas on defense at all. Definitely a guy I think we can target. I like the Gortat play for super cheap. I think he's, uh, there's some really nice value opportunity there for him, so... I think Gortat's one of my favorite Wizards play just from a point-per-dollar perspective. Like him, uh, Sanoransky, I know he was on an absolute heater. Uh, was really good to kind of uh, start out his uh, you know starting stint in Washington. He's kind of cooled down a bit. I don't think we need to go back to the well on him. Uh, more so look at like Porter, Gortat, and then I don't hate uh, don't hate like maybe like a Markeith Morris here and there. I think he's uh, think he's fair. Uh, but that's about it for this game. Uh, I think we can go on to the next one. We got the Denver Nuggets and the Memphis Grizzlies, and they are a team that are going to have to watch the injuries, right? I feel like Memphis has been a team that's been on injury watch for us a lot recently. We got some word uh, not too long ago that uh, Wayne Selden is expected to return tonight, and Jermichael Green is questionable with an illness, which is a big deal. Definitely have to be watching for that because if he doesn't play, Going to be big for a guy like Jerome Martin, someone we're going to want to get exposure to. Maybe Ivan Rab pops up with some more time. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe with Selden coming back because they did this wonky thing where they were putting Martin at the three and Brooks at the two. I believe if Selden comes back, and they can slide Brooks back to the three and they can keep Martin at the four if Jermichael Green misses. So, again, that's going to be big stuff to watch. Uh, stay tuned for that uh, leading up to lock. I think that's kind of kind of going to be the best way I can say it for you guys. Uh, I would like to break it down now, but we don't know what's going to happen. We also have Andrew Harrison, who's questionable, right? He's been really good with Tyreek Evans being out, and Tyreek is expected to still be out. If Harrison misses this game, I mean, Mario Chalmers for really cheap. We've been targeting Denver with guards this year, uh, especially at the point guard position. I think Mario Chalmers will become a extreme value play that we're going to want to get a ton of exposure to. So uh, just be on the lookout for that. And even Marcus Saul too. I know he was very annoyed at uh, management saying, like, I'm not going to be someone... Uh, 
basically said like i'm not going to be someone that uh you know kind of sits here and uh you know lets like this youth movement happen like he wants to play now he'll sit out towards the end of the season but he wants to get his time in so i expect him to kind of be uh full speed ahead here and I, I just don't like the price price has gone up a little bit for my liking but i think he still has some upside there and it isn't decent cash playing this fast-paced game with all these guys that could possibly be out so Again, Memphis is a team that we're going to, you know, they're going to be like the talk of the town, right? When you kind of start up Grinders Live at 530, I'm sure Dean will be listening off the Memphis body parts and he'll be, that'll be one of the things he's saying uh, we have to stay tuned for a lot. All right, that's it for Memphis. So let's talk about Denver. Uh, man, uh, Jokic, he's been very good. Uh, I know he has upside on almost any slate, it seems like, but I'm going to pass on Jokic here. Don't think that's necessary. I'd rather play Andre Drummond against the Magic instead. I'll just find my money for him there instead. We also have Paul Millsap. Uh, he is returning. Uh, Paul Millsap's price uh, around the industry. Let's kind of get you a little look on that. He's 5.6 on FanDuel. On Fantasy Draft, he is 10.2K. Man, that's, that's pretty nice. And then DraftKings, let's see what he is over there. He is... Hmm. He is 5.2K. So they say he's playing 18 to 24 minutes, and I wish we knew the exact number. Uh, if it was 24, I want to get him. If it's 18, I'm a little less excited about him, but I think Paul Millsap is someone that's in play and to consider today. Uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't count him out, right? Uh, I think we have to put him on our list and kind of see how he fits our construction and whatnot. I mean, when he played 23 minutes the last game, he got 26.4 fantasy points. So, you know, fantasy point per minute, he's a very good player. I think he's in consideration on this slate. Uh, someone you know maybe not in tournaments more of a cash play because i feel like the upside isn't really there for him it's more of just the cash guy that we're kind of buying his cheap price tag and it's just his minutes are limited so that's kind of the one thing that'll hurt him in uh hurt him a little bit in tournaments and the price isn't cheap enough where i just think uh there's enough upside there with the minutes cap uh we can definitely go with guys like you know the jamal murray's uh gary harris the will barton's right those are guys that i Always like to uh, always like to get some exposure to. I think they have upside. I don't know if I don't really know if I want to you know buy on like Will Barton's price tag. I'd rather go with Gary Harris and cash, and then uh, maybe like Jamal Murray is like a upside tournament play. But uh, I don't know. I don't need to get too many Denver Nuggets today. Paul Millsap's return might eat into some of these guys' productions. Kind of something I want to uh, keep watching and seeing because Paul Millsap does command some type of usage. So I'm a little little concerned about that for that. Uh, for those guards and and whatnot wilson chandler he's got a pretty nice price tag uh i don't hate him for the upside that he can have he's been really taking off i think he's a guy that uh if you can find him cheap i, I don't mind going to uh but yeah again I'm, I'm still worried about those guards i think if i pick a guard here i think uh it's like if you want to play any of them it's gary harrison cash and then jamal Moraine tournaments uh paul Millsap is an interesting guy to get cash exposure to and where you can find wilson chandler cheap i don't hate him in tournaments and i'll probably fade jokic today that's about it for this game. Let's go over to the Indiana Pacers and the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, we have a 214 uh, total here today. I feel like I've said that a lot, but uh, yeah, I think this is a great Victor Oladipo spot. I mean, we've been, you know, ever since Malcolm Brogdon has gone down, uh, they have definitely struggled a ton, the, the Bucks at covering. Uh, ball dominant guards. I mean, this this could be a huge spot for him. I think he's a really interesting term in play. Only problem with Oladipo is man, the price is really expensive. Uh, it's just a little frustrating to me. 16.7, I like him more on fantasy draft. I think that price is really nice, and I think he's in play. I think he's just someone to consider. I wouldn't go uh, too crazy on exposure with him, but I think we have to consider him in tournaments. 
I also like Miles Turner here, and I just think this is a great spot for him. We've been targeting the Bucks with centers all year long. I think this is a really good spot for Miles Turner. Other than that, though, I don't want to mess around with all the, any of these other fringe uh, Pacers guys on a 10-game slate. I'm just going to keep it simple. Oladipo and Turner are the two main targets for me, and that's kind of it at this point. Let's talk about the Bucks though, because that's definitely going to be a spot to watch today. We really need news on Giannis. Uh, that's, that's something we have to watch for. He's considered probable for this game I'm seeing, so, uh, you know, he got hit hit in the eye or whatever. I'm assuming he plays. I think it was one of those things. He was having a really bad game. If you look at the game log, he played 29 minutes and had 13.6 fantasy points, and I think he just got hit in the eye. You know what he said? They were losing, and he just said, I'm done with this game. I think he just kind of bowed out and called it a day. Uh, I, I think he plays. I think he's a fine play, but I don't know. I don't see myself... I don't, know. I don't think I see myself spending my money on uh, Giannis. The only way I think it happens is if like there's just enough value everywhere else where I get forced into him from a raw points perspective uh, on maybe like a site like FanDuel. That's kind of what, the way I see playing him. Uh, don't hate the matchup for him. I think it's fine. I think it's, he could have a good game, right? It's Giannis, but uh, in, in tournaments, right, people might not want to go back to the well with him after that last terrible game, but uh, I, I don't know. I don't see myself really playing him a ton today. Uh, I think I'll pass on Giannis. Uh, I, I like, uh, you know, Eric Bledsoe's price normally on Fantasy Draft, but today I don't think I can do that. I mean, 15.4K. Why would I play him? I just play Chris Middleton for 3000 less. Uh, I know Chris Middleton, uh, you know, he's not the sexiest option at times, and he's kind of struggled the past couple games, but uh, I'd rather buy low on that price if you force me to play a buck. I think that price is just too cheap, and there's a ton of upside there in tournaments. So uh, that's kind of the approach I would take. Also on Fantasy Draft, uh, you know, just kind of want to note, uh, Giannis's price is 17.7K, which is kind of way too cheap on Giannis. So, uh, man, over there, it's just that price is way too cheap. I think we have to consider him. Uh, we're just getting forced to, right? We have like a stud like Russell Westbrook, who's in the next game, who we're going to obviously want to play. But uh, he's 22.1K, and then you get Giannis for, you know, almost 4k less is actually well more than 4k less that's just crazy to think so uh Giannis is someone that I'm definitely uh man definitely on fantasy draft I think I'm going to consider more all right let's uh leave this Bucks game and head over to the next one uh the, the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Phoenix Suns and of course we want to have exposure to Thunder here right it makes a lot of sense uh Russell Westbrook uh against the team that can't cover any guards like where do I sign uh this is just a great spot uh Love paying up for him. I do worry about the blowout slightly, but it's nice to see the Suns at home. Uh, I think that kind of helps maybe keep it a little closer. And we know the Suns, I get it. They're a team that's on that whole tank watch too, right? They're one of the teams that are trying to lose games. But it's tough to tell, uh, you know, guys like Devin, uh, you know, uh, Devin Booker and TJ Warren, when they're like battling, they're in a close game. It's tough to tell them, like the coach isn't going out there and saying, hey, you have to throw this game. Like that's not happening. Uh, it gets to a point where these young kids, like you have these young stars like Devin Booker, who's going to be a stud in this league. Like they need to learn how to win games. So I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of like under this uh, impression that like if the Suns are able to keep games close, uh, they're going to try and win the game just because, uh, you know, hey, these guys are young kids and they really want to win. Uh, it kind of gets, I don't know if you've ever played on a bad sports team, but, uh, you know, losing every game is not fun. Uh, so, uh, it just, uh, if you got a game in sight, you're going to try and uh, take it. So I'm hoping the Suns can keep this game close. Thunder kind of keep teams around, uh, that are not as good sometimes too much. So I think we can keep this game close. And if we do, man, Westbrook could have a massive game. I think he's my favorite stud on the slate. Uh, it's just that price is a lot. You know, if we can get like a Mario Chalmers value, man, that's just going to be nice to be able to kind of package him and Westbrook together. 
that'll be great. So uh, kind of hoping we just get like a lot of value today. So I'm just able to jam in Westbrook and make it all work. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's March uh, NBA DFS. I think we'll be able to do that. Uh, Paul George, I think he's a fine play too. You won't see me playing Carmelo Anthony. At least I don't think uh, it's just that, that that guy's the worst, man. Uh, I, I hate playing him. He's a very frustrating roster. Uh, it's easier just to cross him off. Uh, you know, whenever you see, I think sometimes he's cash playable when he's too cheap, but like, don't 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 talk yourself into it. Uh, it's you know, it, don't say oh it's the Suns. He obviously have a big game. No, just don't do it. Uh, it. It makes life easier in the long run. If you just fade him throughout, you will make money. You you will profit by fading Carmelo Anthony all year, and that's what I've been doing for the most part. Played him here and there, and he hasn't killed me, so I'm okay with it. Uh, I'm going to probably stay away from him here. Uh, Steven Adams, I don't hate him too. I think you can correlate him up with Westbrook and it's fine. Uh, it's a lot of your salary though, so I don't think I will. But uh, I think Westbrook's really my main target uh, here and the guy that I'm mainly going to look at on the Thunder side of the ball. Phoenix Suns, though, a team that we've definitely been getting some exposure to recently. Uh, you know, Alex Len has been one of, uh, my, one of my targets. I've been playing a ton. Price has gone up, uh, you know, I don't know if he's not like a, you know, must play now at this point, especially against Steven Adams. Could worry about uh, him getting in some foul trouble and just, uh, you know, not playing as well, you know, against a guy like Steven Adams, definitely could see that. But he's in, he's in my player pool, but not a guy I'm like jamming in like I was the past couple days. I think this could be a really good Alfred Payton spot. Uh, you know, despite Westbrook, I know he's a really good player and whatnot, but, uh, you know, uh, Westbrook can kind of get wild at times and kind of, uh, you know, he, he can get lazy at times and not get back on defense, uh, you know, Mr. Triple Double. So, uh, yeah, I, I could see Alfred Payton, uh, having a pretty big game in this spot and kind of battling out with Westbrook a little bit. I like him and his price just 12.4 K on fantasy draft is really cheap. So, uh, I'm definitely down for that. I'll be getting some exposure to him. TJ Warren, I didn't mention the injury and I probably should have, uh, he's questionable if TJ Warren sits plug in Josh Jackson. Uh, he will be a guy that you want to get a ton of exposure to. Matchup is not easy though. Paul George defense going to be a little slightly worried about that, but man, I want some Josh Jackson exposure if uh, he is out. And then even Devin Booker too. I think he's another guy that we uh, want to get exposure to if TJ Warren is out as well. Again, uh, 224.5 total. I think we got to get some exposure to this game. Got to like the sun side of the ball too. Let's go to the next game. 208 total. Minnesota Timberwolves, Utah Jazz at home. Not the easiest travel for a team like Minnesota. Kind of worried about them. Think that they could, uh, you know, lose this game. And, uh, you know, I... I don't know. I know that, again, they're seven, seven and a half point, uh, you know, underdogs. And obviously that's expected right now. They could lose. But, uh... You know, without Jimmy Butler now, and uh, maybe they had some tired legs in the second half of back-to-back going into Utah. feels like a spot where this team just kind of, I think, doesn't do so well. I just think they just kind of, not that they get ran out of the building, but I think they just kind of die off. Uh, kind of were terrible down the stretch last night in Minnesota. Uh, I don't know. I just, I just don't see this team doing well. Uh, I don't feel like I need to pay their price tags. It's normally a team I want to get exposure to because, hey, they're you know they're the Timberwolves. We know what Tom Thibodeau does. He just kind of runs his guys out there for a ton of minutes, and it's great. But their prices are starting to get up there. That's kind of one of the concerns. Uh, prices going up from you know Jimmy Butler not being there. I think I can just stay away. Uh, the one thing is is like Taj Gibson, right? He uh, had a hip injury during that last game. That's kind of something that we have to watch for. If he doesn't play, I think that's going to make some of these guys interesting. And maybe that gives a guy like Gorgie Dang more run. And uh, if I expect this game to kind of lie, I could see him maybe, uh, you know, maybe getting like just like extra run in like the fourth quarter and whatnot, uh, just because he has fresher legs. Uh, I don't know. I, I I don't mind Gorgie Dang. I think he's a guy that I'm going to, you know, maybe get on uh, here throughout the day. So I have him in consideration for me. I think he's someone we want to look at. Uh, on the opposite side of the ball, 
What do we do with the Utah Jazz? Uh, I don't know. I just don't really think I want to pl play many of these guys. Or I'm already thinking of getting exposure to other guys like Donovan Mitchell. I'll probably pass on because it looks like I'm going to rather play a Devin Booker or some other guys that we've already discussed. Uh, I don't know. I just don't see the Utah guys really fitting my, my builds today. Uh, I don't hate Derek Favors in tournaments. think he's a guy that could have a big game, but eh, not, not, not one I want to get a ton of exposure to. I don't know. I just think passing on the Jazz is going to be what I do today. I don't think I need to really get exposure to a lot of these guys. It is the Ricky Rubio revenge game, and he's played well the last couple games, but uh, yeah, not, I don't know. I don't just don't think I need to go this route today. Uh, it seems like a game that I can easily fade. Uh, let's go to the next one, though, because this is one I want to get exposure to because uh, it's a 10-game slate. That last game wasn't so appealing. Let's go to the next one. New York Knicks. Los Angeles Clippers, 226.5 total. This game is in LA, and oh man, this game is going to be one I'm going to uh, want to eat up. Uh, one that I want to get a ton of exposure to, I think. Uh, should be a fun game. Um, got Trey Burke. He's someone that's been getting a ton of shots. Uh, someone you have to consider, I feel like, even though his price has gone up. The thing that's been really, uh, you know, really odd about the, I mean, not odd, but what the Knicks are basically doing with the with the minutes is they're playing some of these guys like, you know, the Trey Burks, the Nicolinas, and the Moutiers. They're playing them together, so uh, these guys are a lot safer. It's not like you got three point guards sharing all the minutes. I mean, if you just look at last game, Moutier played thirty minutes, and then uh, Trey Burke played. 24 minutes and then Nicolina he played 28 minutes so like they're not all playing the point guard together they're playing at the on the court at the same time there's a matchup where they can easily do that together I think uh, getting exposure to some of these guys makes sense I think Moutier Burke and Nicolina are guys you can mix throughout your lineups I'd probably go Burke as my favorite then Moutier then Nicolina that's kind of the order I would do it uh Man, the other Knicks, though, it's kind of frustrating. Uh, Enos Cantor, right? It's His minutes just have been too down. Uh, I know this is a game that they could probably use him a ton, but I just can't trust him. I don't trust uh, Hornacek. I'll probably pass on a guy like Cantor. Don't think that he is that necessary on the slate for me. And like even like the Kyle O'Quinns and stuff, I just don't, don't need to mess around with those guys. I think Michael Beasley could have a massive game here. Uh, the question is the minutes, right? Uh, and like the whole youth movement thing, that's kind of my worry. I played him, I think it was the Orlando game where he played 22 minutes. Was that that game? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it was the Orlando game. And then, uh, you know, Boston again, he just didn't get there totally. I know the price is down now, so that kind of helps at 5,500 here on uh, FanDuel. Let's see what he is on the other sites. Fantasy Draft, he is... 11.3k i think there's upside there if he was at his uh you know if, if he was like a couple thousand more like he was in the past i think we, we wouldn't want to get exposure to him but i think he's in consideration here in this matchup and uh if he's getting at least 25 minutes we know what michael beasley can do in that time so at this price i like him more if he was priced up like he was last week uh wasn't a fan but i think this is fine let's i think we can we can pull pull the trigger on him don't need to play Courtney Lee, uh, just not a guy I want to get any uh, exposure to right now. I think Tim Hardaway Jr., though, is a guy that could have some upside. Uh, don't mind him. Not one of my favorite plays in this game, but I think he's in play. Let's go to the Clipper side of the ball. Uh, Sweet Lou. Uh, man, this is a great spot for Lou Williams. I like him. I Getting a little pricey, right? Uh, he's been underpriced the past couple games, but uh, I think he's in play. I think it's a great spot for Austin Rivers, like him too. I think those are guys I want to get some exposure to. Uh, don't want to sleep on them with the injuries that they got on going on over there. Avery Bradley and Danilo Gallinari out. Uh, we got to get exposure to these guys. Tobias Harris, too. He's another guy I think you want to consider. Uh, you know, Don't forget him. Those are probably my three main targets on the Clippers. Uh, and I'm trying to trying to figure out who that other guy, like, who, like who's the cheap guy that we can get exposure to here with all those injuries? I know CJ Williams is one of those guys that was in consideration. He played 21 minutes and did not have the best game. Uh, so I don't know if I really want to go back to the well here.
I think it's mainly just those three guys I talked about. Maybe Tia Dosich. Uh, he's been pretty solid. Uh, I think you can go go for him cheap, and I wouldn't hate him. Uh, they're just going to go pretty small, just like the Knicks. They'll match up with all those small guards and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, I think that's fine. Uh, fine route to take. But that's about it for the slate, guys. Uh, enjoyed talking about it with you. Uh, you know, I'll be on a couple. I'll be on uh, crunch time today uh, with Andy Means, and I'm even on the three thirty show. So I'll be on tons of grinder li- grinders live content if you're looking for me there. Uh, you know, we'll be uh, talking about the slate, and I'm ex- I'm really excited for this slate. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun one, uh, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, so stay tuned. Look for me on that, guys. And if you have any questions or anything like that, give me a follow on Twitter. It's at Travis Mangone. It's T R A V I S. M-A-N-G-O-N-E. Thanks a lot for joining me, uh, and I am out. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. With the Capital One Saver card, you earn 4% cash back on dining and entertainment. That's 4% cash back on We Scream for ice cream. Oh, oh, I want strawberry. And 4% while you're screaming at the amusement park. The Capital One Saver card. Earn 4% on dining and 4% on entertainment. Now, when you and the family go out, you cash in. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. Capital One Bank, USANA.